It is May 7th, 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary, Mayor Matt Morgan. Missing in action, dealing with mayoral business. We're hoping he can join us. Stay tuned, he might show up. Question mark? We'll see. SmackDown Live tonight, the second night, living under the wild card rule. How, how's this sitting with you today, Raj? You woke up this morning, it was a new day, sent your children off to school, kissed your wife, went outside and went, yep, they're still doing this cross-brand crap. How are you feeling about it? Well, um, hold on one second. Um, why don't you give your thoughts? Uh, I, I got to send Matt something. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, look, for I'll say this. Negativity aside, issues with the wild card rule aside, and it's a bad rule, both the short and the long term, given that half the roster or good portion is in Europe on this tour, tonight's SmackDown was incredible. They really pulled it off. We had great wrestling action from start to finish. We had fresh matchups that we haven't seen before. We had the Usos against Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan in a tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Ali and Andrade were great. Uh, I thought they were putting on a fantastic match before Randy Orton interfered. I thought the women's match with Carmella um, and, uh, oh, who was she teaming with? Why am I blanking on this? I don't know. Uh, but no, I thought the women's match against uh, Mandy and Sonya with Carmella was really, really good. I thought that the main event with Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, and Daniel Bryan, or no, pardon me, Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, and Kofi Kingston, I thought that was really good as well. Um, the Shane McMahon segment, it was what it was. But all in all tonight, I thought this was a pretty good episode if you take away some of the crazier, stupider shit the WWE is doing. Um, yeah, I mean, on the positives, the the two matches I thought were really strong. The main event, even though, uh, and, and the Daniel Bryan and uh, Eric Rowan versus the Usos, I thought those both those matches were really good, but very predictable. You knew who was going to oh, win. Absolutely. Um, oh, and uh, Ember Moon was uh, with uh, Carmella, and I will say this: it's funny that I blanked on her name. I thought Ember Moon with her entrance tonight looked like a star. I thought when she came out doing the screaming, the crowd reaction, I thought that was great. I think there's a lot they could do with Ember. But um, to that point, I thought, you know, you know, the this wild card thing. I mean, we had called it last night on Wrestling Inc. that AJ Styles is booked on the SmackDown side of the shows for the European tour. They're kind of sticking with the uh, the pre superstar shakeup lineup. So Roman is on Raw, which is why he wasn't. He's on the Raw shows on the European tour, which is why he wasn't there tonight. Uh, Elias, same thing. Uh, Finn Balor, um, all on the Raw side. And so on SmackDown side, you got AJ uh, and uh, the Usos, uh, Naomi, and I, I believe there's a couple others. But um, so yeah, so so yeah, again. Uh, so from an action standpoint, it was a it was a good show in terms of just action storytelling. I thought it just did nothing. I thought there were no real stories. Uh, you're doing these one-offs, you know, with the wild card with AJ. You know, in the main event, it's fine. It's a one-off, but no long-term build that doesn't go anywhere. It's just a one-off tonight. Um, so in that sense, it was kind of weak. And AJ is challenging for the, the WWE Universal Championship in, you know, a week from Sunday. That should have – it should have been a big deal throughout the show that AJ could become – both the WWE champion and the Universal champion. He should have stressed that over and over. The announcer should have been mentioning what a historic achievement that would be, how big this match tonight is for what it could lead to. You know, for Kofi, um, he should be talking about how, you know, when they made that match, it's kind of like, oh, so is that happening? Is it a triple threat? Or is it Kofi versus Sammy? Or is it Kofi versus AJ? They, they, it just, they mentioned it and it just was kind of like never mentioned again until the main event. Mr. Matt Morgan. Yeah, it's been all over the news today. Yes, I have. Sorry to the fans for if we have a crappy connection, just in the case we do. Um, before my wife's uh, laptop is not working properly. Sorry about that. Oh, no problem. Glad no, you no could be it. All, man. Uh, so, Matt, second yeah. night of the wild card rule. What did you think of tonight's SmackDown? Uh, like, the worst thing ever was when he's like, oh, it's just like Monday night, just like last night. <laughs> when attacked Shane McMahon. And I go, when announcers are saying it, this is not a good thing. That was yeah. a repeat of what we just saw, you know? Yeah, and, and just, it's a WWE title championship match. It should be a big deal. Be building it up throughout the show. 
Um, uh, and having them cut promos, Sammy, how big a deal it will it'll be for him getting his first championship match. It, I, I think it's his first. It might have been another. But, you know, if it's a title match, keep that thread throughout the show on, on what a big deal it was. It's because it's like you said last night. It's a, They've already turned the corner on the throwaway angle here with, uh, with Sammy. This was a throwaway match tonight for them. They did not take it seriously. Yeah, it was a good match, but no build. It doesn't. If you missed it, you got nothing. Uh, I mean, it is a total title defense for Kofi. It gives Kofi a win, and that's great. That was great. But as far as Sammy goes, it was just like I don't want to say like a squash match build, but like we were not made to care that Sammy has a shot right now. We all do because we're all fans of Sammy. But WWE obviously is not, in my opinion. Or AJ. I, I was saying this before he came on, Matt. He has the opportunity to become WWE champion tonight and universal champion next week. That should have been a big deal that he can become the first person to hold both yes. belts concurrently. And it wasn't yes. really, you know, they, it was mentioned in passing. It was. Yeah. They, tried to, they tried to save face by making the tag titles mean something tonight to some degree, I guess. I did not predict those two winning the tag titles, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. I did not see that coming. Yeah, they're keeping Daniel Bryan in a top position by putting the tag belts on him. And uh, we'll talk about it, but that meaningful glance, the exchange backstage with heavy machinery. (laughs) so awkward. Yeah, but what better than stakes and weights to go up against uh, the vegan trying to save the earth? You know, there are going to be some more concession stand promos in his future, I think. It helps the tag titles a lot. But Daniel Bryan was just in the world title match at WrestleMania, and now he's feuding with heavy machinery. Um, oh. Okay, when you say it like that, it's a step down. Yeah. Um, again, you need to elevate stars. I just don't think – I'd rather see them someone on the rise and Daniel Bryan working with them uh, as opposed to – heavy machinery aren't going to be main eventing mm-hmm. pay-per-views. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so tonight – Oh boy, AJ Styles out in the ring saying, Hey, wildcard rule, guys. <laughs> I'm here on SmackDown Live. It's so good to be back. He's been gone for what, a month? Maybe? But, but, but you're supposed to chant on this is the house that AJ Styles built. <laughs> you know, how come they haven't made the joke with him facing Seth Rollins, the architect versus the carpenter? Like, come on, creative. Where's oh, Vince in somebody's good. ear with that? You know? That is pretty good. Yeah, um, nothing. Nothing in advance of their Money in the Bank match. Um, so they were in Louisville, Kentucky tonight. Uh, AJ Styles came out. AJ had to the, went to the ring, talked about the wild card rule, interrupted by Sami Zayn, also from Raw. And uh, they started with the garbage <laughs> jokes because he was tossed in a dumpster by Braun Strowman last night. Out came New Day's Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston and set up the match for later in the evening. Do you think it was intended to be a triple triple threat match uh, from I the get-go? I don't know. What do you think, Raj? Yeah. I mean, well, why, would, why wouldn't it have Well, because the audience was chanting it when Sammy was talking about, oh, Kofi, oh, yeah, you're not I mean, going to put your title on the line tonight. The fact I that mean, the three of them were all in the ring together, it's the standard for to be. And because AJ was out there in that ring with them, in my opinion. Any match with AJ, fans are always game. Yeah. He always has good matches. Yeah, look, they're desperate to recover from the record low ratings last week. So you have Kofi and AJ in there to help pop the rating, and then you have Sammy in there so he could take the take the loss. Makes sense. I want to believe sometimes things are spontaneous, Rob. <laughs> I cling to this. Hell no. no. In that meaningful glance, hey guys, in that meaningful glance you were talking about backstage um, with the tag tit- with the tag titles and heavy machinery. Yeah, that was about as spontaneous as that. That was so <laughs> terribly. No offense to my guy there, but that was terribly executed. That entire, just they didn't even have to say anything. What an easy thing to do. And even that was so rehearsed and, yeah. and, and hokey, so hokey. Well, and, like, and, and remember when we were talking last night about plot holes, right? And just like little storyline things that other shows can't do, but wrestling fans yep. accept. Last night they said only four individuals can appear, right? And Elias was five uh, from the other show, but McMahon yes. and Cassie said, oh, well, he doesn't count. You're wishing. Tonight, you had the Usos. And look, Ben said four individuals, not four acts or anything. He said four individuals. Uh, tonight, we had the Usos. That's two. Uh, Daniel Bryan. I mean, uh, not Daniel Bryan. Uh, uh, Sami Zayn, 
AJ Styles and The Miz, the five Ooh. people showing up. So according to what Vince just said last night, someone should be getting fired or suspended. But I know mm-hmm. other people are filling in the blanks for WWE saying, oh, the Usos count as one. Yeah. yeah. Vince, you know who you know who's going to get fired or suspended, Raj? You know who's going to get fired or suspended? The writer that points it out to Vince McMahon in a meeting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, I, and if that's the case, if the Usos count as one, say it on commentary so fans don't have to deduce these, you know, fix these plot holes themselves. It's something else. So we went from that. Night, from, yeah, they weren't able to stick with it. Uh, they swerved us a little bit. Kevin Owens saying it's his birthday and he's going home. He was advertised for night, but he's not going to be there. We got a video from him uh, in a car on his way home. Of course, later tonight, we would see that was all all misdirection. Uh, then we got Ali versus Andrade. Uh, I was really digging this. I thought this was a really good match. I was actually pissed off that Randy Orton interfered with this. And cause it a DQ. Was, it was. I don't. I, I, I honestly, it was on paper. If you're, if you're like a, uh, I don't know, not an average fan. What's the word? Mainstream fan. You're clicking through the channels. Would you stop for those two guys? Absolutely. No, no I would. With that entrance no. and with that video they showed for Ali. If I was flipping channels and I saw that promo they showed for Ali, I would stop and watch it. That looked like nothing the WWE has done since the last time they aired one of these from him. It looked like. Yeah, ESPN the behind difference. the scenes. Here's you know? the difference. I agree. Yeah. These are you have to make you have to take your glasses off when I when I answer the question I'm asking you. You're we're fans of these guys, so we're wanting them to do well. So in WWE, especially um, Ali, when they do something good with him, we're very excited about it. I'm talking about the common fan, like let's say our wives or whomever. You click into the channel and they say to the two guys, "What's your wife's reaction?" It's a good gauge on mainstream fans. Ask your wife next time. Say, hey, what do you think of these two guys? But wouldn't you say that about Sami Zayn, too? Yes, I would. And Kevin Owens? Yes, I would. Yes, I would, unless there's a microphone in front of either one. Yeah, so I think to to Glenn's point, I thought that promo was great that they had with Ali before the match. It made him seem like kind of like a big deal. He looked like a, you know, he looked like he could be a star. And then he goes out there. And then he, you know, he doesn't win the match, and he gets RKO'd on top of it. It's it's one of those things about building momentum. If you have if you have him do this cool promo, why not have him get a win and stand tall and make it look like he's because uh, they're pushing it through the friggin' window. In case you can't tell, that wins do not matter in WWE, <laughs> and everything that you think is going to happen, the opposite is now happening. It's opposite day in WWE. This is why they're no larger than life stars. <laughs> This is why they got to drop the brand extension more or less with this wild card, you know, uh, gimmick. Gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> Desperation, gimmick, whatever you call it. <laughs> <laughs> I did think this was a little out of place tonight. Good content, but that long video package about Roman Reigns. I thought it was very interesting. It was very moving. Yeah. It was very well done. Yeah, it was awesome. But it, it was. didn't it seem to like after coming after that hot match though that the momentum though of the show like I mean I don't know I don't know I I, both, I think for me I got both like I yeah. had a really cool match that I just saw and then I thought I got a really cool and entertaining segment that I actually you know again I was entertained by that I like it. Um, two different two different things yeah um, again Glenn I think if it ended with Ali once you did that cool promo and it ended up with him with a win. But I think with, after the or- Orton or- RKOs, it didn't matter anyway. You know, it was just kind of like, I don't know. It they just sh- felt like it was just crapped on. Yeah. They crept on their own parade. Yeah. Right. With RKO interference. Yeah. Yeah. And so Roman, right. it was a way to kind of keep him, <laughs> have him on the show without being there. So. Oh yeah. It was I a cool package. That way. I didn't even think of it that way, but that's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. Why haven't they gone full indie killer with Randy Orton yet and make that? Oh, dude, you need to hashtag that. Hopefully it blows up. It gets back to WWE, specifically Randy, and they uses that. That's a great idea. That's right? That's a hilarious idea. But I think you need to get someone new from the indies to like an Adam Cole or someone uh, that fans care about because everyone else on, on the roster has just been around too long or, or not seen at that level. You know that he did it to AJ, AJ more than Indy, but still, nonetheless, AJ would have been a good one. Yeah, Ali (laughs) though has that underdog spirit. I think if they really put some meat on the bone of that feud, where did he come from? Hey guys, where did he come from before WWE? I never heard of him. 
uh, Chicago Independence. He was a police officer uh, who uh, who wrestled. Wow. Uh, our own Nick Hausman, I believe, managed him for a little bit in Chicago. <laughs> but of course Nick did. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so, that's cool. Yeah, uh, but I think Ali would be great in a few to make that the crux of it and keep having Randy interrupt these matches. Yeah, give uh, him some consistent wins for a while. Watch watch yeah. what, you, what happens when you give a talent big wins and don't just lay them out right afterwards and look like a chump. <laughs> some guys will start getting over. Try it. Try yeah. it. It's worked for forever with other talent. Try to use a formula you guys created and did for so many years. Right. <laughs> and just stopped. Yeah. Oh man. It's crazy. You're, you're right. It's opposite. I'm telling you, it's like opposite day, WWE. Zach Ryder today, you know, uh, I had a bunch of people congratulating me on, on Instagram. And I try to raise as many comments as I can before you. There's no way. You're, you're so many, right? And I always try to give, say I'm one of the people that always respond to everyone. Today was impossible. Um, one of them was Zach Ryder, you know, instead That's... of giving him, hey, a thanks, man, or whatever. I wanted to throw in the comment and I thought better of it. Um, <laughs> But it was, hey, well, hey, thanks. Hey, I appreciate the support as always, brother. Happy to see all the great things you're still doing with your career. Good on you. Good luck. And then I was going to say, P.S., get a hold of WWE Creative and ask them why on God's green earth do the champions continue to lose non-title <laughs> matches after non-title matches. It makes no sense. But I was like, this doesn't fit this context of this Instagram. <laughs> you're such a mark. Turning <laughs> it. Turning a congrats on you becoming mayor to, to uh, shitting on WWE <laughs> creative. I'm such a, I'm such a mark. I'm, I'm terrible. <laughs> it's tough, right? But I mean, I think we have to accept that these superstars have zero control or input on these yes. larger creative decisions. Yes, I just, I just can't help but think, Raj, that you know what I mean. Like back in the other, in the older eras, I'm not saying this because I'm bandwagon attitude. I'm not. I'd say that in any era, the guys were more tougher about telling the office and standing up for the characters more. I really do. I don't think this would ever fly. I just don't. And on any level of maybe not the open, maybe not the curtain jerker act, but I would say from curtain jerker on would not put up with this. They, they would say something and, and make it make sense. And the old Scott Hall saying, of, okay, if you don't like an idea of booking, then give us a better solution that you think is better. Yeah, I remember Austin got some crap back in the day because there was an, uh, there was a raw he wasn't going to do the job or he wasn't going to wrestle Billy Gunn. Oh, oh there, was. there was Brock. That ended up with him quitting the company. Um, but you see that he was protective of his character and how huge that character got. And it wasn't just losing to somebody. It was who he was on the ring with because he didn't want to get any on him. And Billy Gunn at that point was not a top guy. And right. You know, for him to be wrestling someone on TV, it yeah. needed to be someone that made sense. Big, that was a star, a big deal. Like he, yeah. It, instead of them saying, "Oh, it makes you guys look like such a mark for yourself," no, it really doesn't. It says, "I'm a mark for these titles." Like our fans at home paying their hard-earned money watching our show are marks for title belts and championships. You guys continue to mean that to demean them, even if I was not your champion. I would argue the same point for any of these guys back here that were your champion. You continue to have lose non-title match after non-title match. It's predictable. It gets very confusing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. No, absolutely. But that was back in the day, and this is now. Which brings gotcha. us to the sponsor of tonight's oh, episode. Yep. Uh, you know, Matt Morgan, I was thinking about this. I was just uh, Googling old Matt Morgan photos. I got a photo of you and Seamus here, you with the bleach tips. Looking like you're trying to be the sixth member of O-Town. What about my sunglasses indoors? How cool is that? Hey, <laughs> I'm a fan of that move. Uh, we all remember that day, those days of our youth with the boy band hair. Back then, we wanted it all or nothing at all. Thank God the liquid dreams are gone, but let's face it, now it's nothing at all. And you can get it back. That's the good news. With that extra performance, that extra confidence in bed with Bluetooth.com, that's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable, the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, the stuff that works, the science that's engineered, that's synthetically engineered 
to borrow something from the Blueprints past, synthetically engineered to give you that extra edge in the bedroom. And you could take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you could be ready whenever that opportunity arises. You want that you want that planned spontaneity that the WWE uh, uh, has specialized in, to, you know, in making it seem like, oh, it was all set up, but it looks spontaneous. Well, your partner will never know that you planned this ahead of time because with Blue Chew, you chew one, 15 minutes later, you're ready to go, bam. It seems like that opportunity just arose magically. You've heard us all talk about it, how it works, the wow factor. And the best thing about Blue Chew is if you're having trouble with performance, Blue Chew is going to help you perform. But if you can perform, Blue Chew is going to give you that extra performance to help you enhance your performance in the bedroom. You want to go round two, round three, round four, Blue Chew can make it happen. It's prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person's doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy. Best of all, no more awkwardness. Made in the USA. So it's patriotic, folks. Really, it's patriotism for your junk. And since Blue Chew <laughs> prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. <laughs> Special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. First shipment is free. Special promo code WINC. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Promo code WINC to try it for free. Blue Chew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast and representing blue chew they're going to be sponsoring the rick flair roast at starcast check that out i'm going to be at starcast roger's going to be there a well there's going to be a uh, wrestling inc panel blue chew is one of the main sponsors of starcast love that they're so involved in this community give them a thanks try it out bluechew.com promo code winc and we thank them for their support of wrestling inc and the wrestling community online uh when's that starcast panel raj How 2 30 on Hey, fans, why wasn't the Blueprint invited? Because <laughs> you're the mayor of Longwood, buddy. Yeah, you have mayoral duties, man. <laughs> hey, uh, Glenn, you should call it Blue Chew. Um, you know, uh, what, calling it on the fly. When you're <laughs> I like talking that. about calling matches on the fly versus that. And also, patriotism for your junk, really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you, Matt, we want to take out a billboard, and billboard companies wouldn't return my emails. I wanted to get... Welcome to Longwood, sponsored by Blue Chew. The billboard company <laughs> no. wouldn't get back to me. No, I do not approve this message. Glenn is going to sink your political aspirations, Matt. No, I was going to put, put your name on there. It wasn't going to have you. I was just, you know, I'm thinking Longwood. It's He's funny. doing it as we speak, right? <laughs> yeah. with, um, with a picture of Matt, you know, with the podcast. <laughs> Matt Morgan, welcome you to Longwood. Um, Yep. Uh, so back to the show tonight. Shane McMahon was out to talk about the tag situation, and he was just ready to give the belts to Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. Then out comes the Usos wild card rule. Uso yep. saying, "This ain't right. We got a challenge for this year. Thank God there was no Usi Hot or uh, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Could you imagine if Creative had said, uh, Bryan and Rowan, um, we need you to like itch your crotch and make it seem like the Usos played a prank on you? Thank God there was none of that." Anyways, this was a cool setup that I was excited when I saw the Usos at the possibility Absolutely. of being able to maybe see that match. You know what I mean? This was a great match. This was fantastic. Yeah. Um, as soon as they came out, I was like, no way. No way we're going to see this match, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. It's uh, And that is one thing with the wildcard uh, whole gimmick is that it does add a little unpredictability, uh, you know, kind of freshens things up a little but you know again this was a one-off all the wild card stuff is kind of one-offs as opposed to long-term direction which is one of the big problems with wwe right now is the long-term mm -hmm. direction storylines but yes as a cool surprise yes it was and it does add a little uh that unpredictability that's well, definitely been missing that's the key and it's this really speaks to the fact we don't trust the wwe we don't trust creative because you say wild card rule <laughs> going to be the Usos against Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. Great. You say wild card rule, AJ and Roman Reigns are going to be on every show. Eh, maybe that's a little tired. Well, I was going to say this. If I was WWE, I'd throw as much money as humanly possible at uh, John Moxley. As much money as <laughs> it takes. And take it to, and steal his what he was doing on in the Indies with his promo. And make more of those. But do not tell anybody he signed back with the company. You know what I mean? He, they need something right at this moment, like hot shotting angles. Um, there's nothing, in my opinion, with the current roster of who they have. It's not the talent's fault, by the way. It's how they've been booked. It's fault. Um, there's my opinion. You, you're not going to be able to turn this around overnight, those record low ratings. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It might spike up a little bit. But I mean, like you said, Raj, because of the non-long-term angles being uh, 
straightened out and ready and, and whatever have you, it, they're going to be suffering because of that. So they need instead something that's almost revolutionary. They need another Becky Lynch to get white hot is what they need. And, and not just that, they need to change how they book them after they get white hot. Then that's of... a whole nother story. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And they could get a hot act, but we've seen what happens too often with them. But they need something that everybody's talking about, the tip of their tongue, water cooler talk on Monday, kind of a thing that they used to have back again. I hate to say it, in the attitude era, another, and even the 80s era, you know, the Hulk Hogan era, Brad said. They need to get something that big. And I think Moxley could be it if they give him enough money to come back and don't tell nobody. Remember when uh, the CM Punk pipe bomb thing? I hate to go back yep. that far, but that had a bunch of people that oh had stopped watching wrestling, talking, people yes. getting interested, checking out. And then, like a month later, Punk is beaten by Del Rio at SummerSlam, and then he's jobbing to Triple H. So that's how they've been following up on their big, buzzy uh, opportunities. <laughs> yeah, buzzy. <laughs> well, right. I mean, Look at like Rusev Day. Look at every guy that's organically gotten over. Look at Zack Ryder. You yeah. know, it's like they don't know what to do when they've actually got something. I don't know. No, they don't. It's just frustrating. I think, honestly, I honestly think there's too many writers. I think that's a big part of the problem. I know everybody says Vince X is everything off, you know, but I still think a lot of it is they have too many cooks in the kitchen, way too many and not enough chefs. Yep. Uh, and I think if Vince feels, looks at what creative is, and if he's a genius, uh, he should be like, well, this is where we have the problem. And if I'm in charge of it, I should take myself out and put people that are stronger at it than, than myself. You're, su you're supposed to be able to do that. Yes. Most right. people think that way. Yeah. I just think his tastes need to get with the times a little bit. Um, so Rowan actually got the pin on this pin Jimmy Uso, which I thought was cool giving Rowan, uh, the victory on this, but yeah, Daniel Bryan and Rowan new SmackDown tag team champions backstage. Yes. Heavy machinery did. And, and you know what? I almost felt like it, it's cool that they did this match, but I almost felt like it would have been cool if the Usos won tonight and beat maybe not Daniel Bryan and Rowan, but maybe, I don't know, uh, Nakamura and Rusev, just to kind of give that it's not a given that these guys are the, the, the people that are you know in the wild card that are shifting over to the other show are, are can't win titles. You know, it just kind of establishes that it's not yes. a foregone conclusion that they're losing. And then you could have the Usos lose it at Money in the Bank to Daniel Bryan and Rowan or whoever. But uh, actually, that would have been better booking. Now that I think about it, yeah, that would have. Yeah, you know, it seemed uh, it just seemed obvious who was winning here. You know, Christian Prince in our chat room just said uh, something very prescient. It's not like Stan Lee wrote the Marvel movies. Right, yeah. And I think the WWE needs to have that attitude. Vince is the creator, but he has a creative team who takes these characters and embellishes them yes. and makes them relevant. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I don't know how most fans feel about this still. I know they're, they were excited, Triple H, you know, they changed their opinion on him, how they felt about him as a wrestler versus now the NXT broker, right? And a lot of newer fans are very big fans of what he's done. Um, with or without how fans feel about him, Vince needs to pull the trigger and let and let Hunter take over. I think that would be a big step in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, we did get another Firefly Funhouse tonight, uh, the same one we saw last night. But why do they keep cutting to the crowd during this promo? <laughs> it kind of takes... It's terrible. It doesn't make sense, though. It's so stupid to do it, Raj, because you're watching everybody's confusion, which is <laughs> kills not, it. Which it is not kills good. it. If yeah. you cut like to a crowd, oh, I'm sorry. There's an old saying that that wow, that was a fart in church, right? And now you're literally zooming in on the people farting in church. You're watching the fans go, mm -hmm. like, what the hell was that? You're watching all of them say it all at once. You know, not because of the, the vignette's bad. But because they're watching it up on a screen, it's different. They're there to watch action for the most part. So if it's a backstage promo with a mic, it's different. But to go to the front house is weird. And it's awkward. And it kills. It can kill a live crowd. Yeah. And um, I'm like, not because it's bad, but just because of the context of being at a live event. We all know what that feels like. Your adrenaline's running. You don't want to see that kind of stuff at a, at a live show. You just don't. And uh, so you're seeing their reactions of being dead. Therefore, that if impacts us the viewers watching at home watching the vignette now yeah 
No, if they're showing the crowd, the crowd should be cheering. The crowd should be reacting. The crowd should be animated. Something. Give me something. But those vignettes aren't really made for you you to be Don't show the crowd during the the vignettes. No, I agree 100%. It makes it give the impression that this is weird and fans are bored. Yeah. (laughs) It's supposed to be weird and disturbing. And uh, that's not the impression you get when they cut that the crowd. Like Undertaker, they would only cut the people when he first came out, like kids crying and scared shitless, you know? And yes. that was effective. It stuck in your head. Like People are freaked yes. out by it. Not bored. Yes. You don't have to cut to people yawning. So yep. we never learned. Shane supposedly had a Money in the Bank announcement after this match and after oh, the yeah. Firefly Funhouse. Uh, he starts to talk about Money in the Bank, what a difficult, challenging match it is, and then he got attacked by the Miz. So we'll never know what Shane was trying to say. Uh, no, but B- it was cool. The announcers, yeah. Oh, go ahead. The B team got a cool role here. I thought, right? They got yeah, like absolutely. There. Yeah, B team beating up the Miz, which makes sense, by the way. There's a cool. There's a little correlation between the two, right? Did yeah, even bring that up. Miz? Yeah, they did bring up the Miz to Rush. Okay, good. I, I missed yeah, that. Good. I'm glad they connected that dot. Good. Yeah, continuity is very, very spotty. Yeah, good if they, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Miz is on Raw again now with this wildcard thing. So, yeah, Miz was the fifth individual to show up tonight from Raw. Well, okay, yeah. that's ridiculous. Well, it's annoying. But before we get into that and unpack it, really quick, Raj and Glenn, don't you think, though, that it's cool that um, they, they have Shane McMahon and they're putting him with people like legitimately, what we used to say years ago, with put somebody with this guy, you know, it's all it might take for them to get, get, get a chance here. But I feel like doing this with the B team, which I was excited for them, you know, to have them be associated with Shane McMahon. Right. That's mm-hmm. a good thing for them. Right. Problem is like Raj often says, sometimes when these guys get so buried into the ground, guys and girls for that matter, it's so hard to all of a sudden take them seriously, you know? And um, I think it's a little too late for the B team. Doesn't matter what happens with them at this point. My for my two cents. That's especially why- when their name is the B team. <laughs> they're instantly that immediately. Yeah, or split up and go with different partners. You know, because use your real names. God, it, why is it so hard for him to be able to use any? You know. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. And just call him Rotunda. No first name. Oh, they're like the Ascension. You can't rebuild them now. It's just too gone. You know, it's just way too gone. It is. It is. And this is back. I never would wish a release on my worst enemy. But this is why back when I was wrestling, you would get released, you know, because it's so many people, so many storylines, only so much amount of TV time that if they're not using you, they're not going to pay, you know, waste well, money, right. send you somewhere else, hopefully get over, get you freshened up and come back in a couple of years. So yeah, it's like 3MP, right? I mean, they were released, yes. or two of yes. them at least. Um, and Ginger had some success. Yeah, you know, they, the the, they took the bull by the horns. They went out and reinvented themselves and came back so much better. So I gave this question to Raj for an interview he's got upcoming, but I'm going to ask you this, Matt, and I want to ask okay. this on Twitter. What WWE superstar do you think right now is getting paid the most to do the least, given that they're handing out these fat contracts just to keep people off the market? I would argue that tag team, what you said to me last week, that bull, that BS rumor of five hundred thousand dollars i don't the revival that, but i'm gonna say the revival yeah well supposedly they didn't take it but uh, if they're giving out that kind of money i mean you gotta think guys like tyler breeze mike canellis probably negotiated a good deal but he's probably not gonna get uh, uh no, his contract wasn't up uh i don't know if tyler breeze was either so these are what you uh, so Rhinos is know, leaving WWE in July. He said he was offered a big, a big deal to to stay, and uh, he turned it down. Wow. Why? What has Rhino got going on? Maybe he's just sick of how he's used, and it's not worth just flying. You know, spending that much of the week flying around to be used in catering. To be, but it, yeah, not being used a Rhino like we used to see in the past. But he's not. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> Matt Morgan for half a million dollars guaranteed five year contract at half a million dollars per year. Would you do that travel schedule and just chilling catering? Do no, uh, the city of Longwood's no, business from no, catering? I had, I, um, I had very close to that. We're coming back years ago to go back to the Royal Rumble. No. Wow. Right. I mean, you've no. said that before, Matt. With your, you got family. You've got, you know. I can't. I just can't do it. I just, I, I physically can't do it. Yeah. 
I mean, and I don't know how, uh, I mean, with creative, with all of it, the travel schedule, I think, is uh, one of the biggest issues they have in general. It's part of more reason why the off-season makes sense. Yes, it um, does. So I'm assuming nothing changed, and this was just a slip-up tonight, but they said all women from the Money in the Bank ladder match, Ember Moon and Carmella versus Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Uh, Bailey is in this match still, correct? Not Sonya? Yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, slip of the tongue tonight. Um, yes. I thought this was a good match. Short, kind of. I feel like they're they are Matt. To your point last night about women's wrestling being where it is and going all in on the women at WrestleMania, I don't feel like they're really keeping up the spirit of pushing no, the women post Mania. This was well, five minutes of airtime tonight. Maybe, but okay, yeah. But 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 also, what I did like though was what the hell? Sorry, um, I apologize. Um, Ember Moon. For instance, they didn't just rush to her entrance. She wasn't waiting in the rain like she was on Raw often times. They gave her a cool entrance. They gave her a lot of cool spotlight center stage camera time, I thought. In my opinion, as great as matches are and ring time is, those entrances to me are so much more important. To me, they are. Yeah, and Carmella uh, was during a commercial. And establishing a character. Yeah. Wait, who, who, what was this match again? Who, who was in it? Ember, Ember Moon, Carmella. Carmella. I'll be right back, guys. Sorry, keep talking. Versus uh, Ember Moon and Carmella versus um, uh, what's the blonde? Um, Sonya Deville and Mandy. Mandy and Sonya Deville. Okay, Sonya Deville. so yeah, Charlotte Flair and Bailey were originally supposed to be on opposite teams, uh, on the opposite ends of the team, and they were. Uh, it was announced just this morning. So real, qu- real quick, fans at home watching right now. Um, do we think Glenn's taking a poop right now? What do you guys think? All right, let's see. Let's see what people in the chat think. Number one or number two? Do you think Glenn's doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, well, so so why did it change? Because uh, pretty much they never stick to what's advertised. Um, no. So yeah, it, it, I'm sure there was no good reason. I people in the chat was it uh, was it advertised on the show at all today that it was a six person tag. Um, hmm. And we'll see. Right now, a bunch of twos are coming up. Yes, you guys are the best. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so anyway, um, so yeah, so we had that. Uh, I just feel like with without Ronda, they're not seeing. I don't know. I hate to say it, but it just feels like they're not seeing the women's division as strong without Ronda. I mean. I don't. I honestly don't see why not. I, I really don't. I don't. I don't get it. I get the superstar power she has in, far, in drawing in, you know, the average fan or non-fans for that matter, and that's all true. But for the fans that are watching, like us, we should not be getting lesser than, you know, because she's gone. That makes no sense. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I felt like this segment was a throwaway. The women's segment on Raw felt like kind of like a throwaway with the. Let me ask you this: Are they mad? If you, if I told you five years ago, WWE was going to get Ronda Rousey, and one of our girls were going to pin, we were going to beat her at WrestleMania. Okay. Um, first of all, you'd think I was crazy. Secondly, what would you do? Like, could you imagine that girl that beat Ronda Rousey? How over she would be? You'd be like, yeah, of course, she'd be skyrocketed. She'd be through the moon over, because WWE would be smart enough to capitalize on the rub Ronda gave. That is not the case, my friend. They have gotten no rub from Ronda. They did get a rub from Ronda, but WWE is not using it. Yeah. You know what? I f- kind of feel like that with Lesnar, too. They made Lesnar oh, so strong. big time. And Rollins is the same level of star oh, he was time. a month ago. Yes, he he, it should yes, have made him like, it should have been like when Lesnar beat Taker. Maybe not quite that big, but it should have been a, a transfer of overness. <laughs> they need to say, I mean, Corey Graves does a good job of calling him the beast slayer. But they need to still drum it in our heads five times every time he has a match. Five times during that match, they need to put it out there. This is the man that beat Brock Lesnar. That one time, the um, most un, one of the most unbeatable, you know, WWE superstars of all time. You know, it's, they need to plug that in our heads five different times every match for Seth Rollins. It yeah, might get can. annoying ad nauseum, but it's going to get Seth Rollins even more up, you know, pushed up. Yeah, I mean, transfer that, transfer that equity, as someone's that putting it. Yeah, that equity. Good, good word. Good word. Um, all right. So while we're waiting for Glenn, we'll uh, mm-hmm. go to backstage. Caleb Braxton was backstage with Matt, Matt Hardy. Um, mm-hmm. Matt Hardy, who looks like ten years younger now, <laughs> he, looks, he, he looks in good shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked about 
Jeff uh, having surgery. Our truth appeared, forgot what he had to say about for what he had to say to Matt. Uh, Matt reminded him it was about Lars Sullivan, and this came some really awkward dialogue between the two about Lars, and then Lars showed up. Matt did this very strange fighting pose um, that looked like Mrs. Dad, and Lars just took them both out to end the segment. So, Thank God he did. <laughs> yeah, the Lars push continues. Uh, things not looking so good for Matt Hardy right now as far as how he's going to be used. One. Right. So I'm guessing, I don't know, we're probably going to see Lars versus R-Truth and Matt Hardy, and he, he squashes both. I, which is good. I mean, that's good That's good for Lars. But by the same token, if I was them, I'd take Matt Hardy out until Jeff is ready to come back. And now you have, like, a super, you know, super ready-to-go tag team to help spice, spice up whichever one of those two shows tag team divisions. All right. Uh, Glenn, can you hear us? Yeah, yeah. You got me? Yeah, I'm yeah. uh, spreading some nasty rumors about why you were gone. Jeez, Raj, ready to stooge me off, man. No, I looked in the chat room and I was just like, what's all that about? <laughs> Fans were guessing what you were doing in the bathroom, right? Uh, I had to go answer the door because I had food that was being delivered. You know, some people. Of course you did. Of course you did. Late dinner time here. In Ca- I remember in California, it's only uh, 8 o'clock, so. He's not able to make schedule sync up. Anyhow, uh, Glenn, you, no, 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 you're not getting away that easy. What'd you huh. get to? What'd you get to eat? I got a bean rice and cheese burrito, no cheese. Add guacamole and chopped onions, sauce on the side. Come on, man. Sounds kind of good. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good, man. It's that is not healthy. Uh, well, I'm aware of that actually, and I am. I make you know, it's funny you bring that up, Matt. I mean, we haven't talked about it much on the show. I've been making a concerted effort lately um, to yeah. do that, and tonight it just didn't work out because my wife started a new job recently. She's getting home a little bit later. It didn't work out Dude. because of this podcast on wrestling to you cook. Push through, drink half a half a carton of egg whites like I do. Uh, well, <laughs> as a vegan, I won't be doing that. I've, although the results of that would make a pretty good YouTube video. Uh, but no, I've got I've got a dial. I've got a plan. You know, uh, all right, all so right. moving on. Again. I've taken up your time. Yes. Uh, anyhow, so we got the main event tonight. Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. As Raj pointed out, rare to have it defended both nights back to back on Raw and SmackDown. First time yes. since Dean Ambrose in 2016 before the brand split. Yeah, it's Real only quick. happened like four times ever. Yeah. What? Say it again. It's only, it's only happened four times in history where the WWE back Championship. Back. Uh, defended back-to-back on Raw and SmackDown. I love that. Kofi will be able to claim that, actually. They need to do that. I hope they put that in for him. I hope, yeah, make it, make it a bigger deal. I, there's all this stuff in this match that they could have made out to be a big deal that they're just casually mentioning yes. on commentary. May I ask you a question? Do you think this, because back-to-back title defenses, do you think this makes SmackDown uh, champion, the SmackDown championship mean more? Best thing that's happened to it in a long time. Right. Do we not agree? I mean, I thought so. I, I think so too. I, again, just sell it as let let people know it's a big deal. You know, Kofi just you know main event at Raw and SmackDown. You don't see that every day where uh, someone headlines both shows, especially with the brand split. So uh, it should be a good that. Yeah. So this was a good match tonight. I mean, even as a big oh, Sammy like mark, I didn't think Sammy was going to win this. Uh, but hey, all the guessing with the the second and third Blue Thunder bombs, like oh. AJ's yeah, got to be up or something, but Kofi kicked false out. False finish, which is a great false finish in itself because in that three-way, that's what always happens. The guy breaks it up. Um, I thought the false finishes were awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it was, and- a, it was a fun match. AJ just disappeared. He pulled, like, Drew McIntyre, like, last month was in one of these three-ways. He just disappeared in the last five minutes of the match, and same thing happened with AJ. He was just gone in the last five minutes. That's what sucks about the three-ways, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like always that guy. Yeah, the guy's on the outside of the ring selling for way too long. You know. Agreed. But, uh, Kevin Owens did a run in here. That kind of made me think for a moment. Kevin and Sammy back together again. Maybe there could be something there. That would have been a swerve that would have got people talking. Uh, but no, Kevin ejected from the ring, keeping uh, the momentum going before his match with Kofi at Money in the Bank. You know, I thought for this match, this was pretty good. I mean, again, the wild card rule was used well tonight. Um, I just think we've all been burned so many times before that we're not excited about this going forward. Yeah, no, I agree with that. 
I, I would be surprised if the wild card's even around in five weeks. A month just, from now. Yeah, just because of, you know, the, the, the logistics. You know, you're pulling top stars from, from SmackDown to be on Raw. Well, that's hurting their, your live events on Monday nights. And unless you're going to start canceling those altogether, uh, uh-huh. you're, otherwise you're just transferring mid-card people, and then that doesn't make a difference anyway. Um, so I just think uh, – I just don't see it lasting very long. But it's almost like this week they had to do it. The European tour, they didn't have Roman Reigns tonight. They did have AJ. For whatever reason, they feel like they needed to stick with the pre-shakeup uh, announced cards when they hardly ever <laughs> stick to their announced cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think part of it is just trust and creative. And we see this in places currently, not just the WWE, right? I mean, look at like M. Night Shyamalan as an example of someone who people really loved his work. Then they felt burned by a bunch of shit that he did and they didn't want to see his movies anymore. You know, people pay attention now more than ever to who's behind these things. And I think... Yes, yeah. they do. And I, I just think, you know, like, uh, the team behind Game of Thrones, whatever they do next, people are going to want to see it because they love Game of Thrones. The team behind Cobra Kai, people are going to want to see their next project. Uh, there are still fans pissed off about the ending to How I Met Your Mother that probably aren't going to be running out to watch their next series. You know, it's like people want creative trust, and I think at the WWE, it's at an all-time low. That being said, this was a good episode yeah. of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall, I thought it was a good episode. Uh, so, Raj, what do you know about the... I'm sorry? In terms of the in-ring action, I thought it was good. Did, yes. You know what this was? Yes. This would have been a great episode of the old SmackDown, pre-brand split. Well, again, from a story standpoint, if you missed tonight, you missed a couple of good matches, and that's really it. Um, no twists, no turns, yes. no, no character yes. development, nothing pushed forward, but you missed a couple <laughs> of good matches. Uh, an Alistair Black's promo. Did you guys talk about that? I'd forgotten that existed until someone in the chat just mentioned it. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Compared to Ali's promo, Alistair Black looked pretty low rent tonight compared to that. Firefly Funhouse on one end of the spectrum. Ali looking like a champ out in the streets on the other. And then Alistair Black looking like public access. <laughs> yeah, Matt. I mean, Matt had mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. He's just kind of like a, a dark background and talking about stealing victories it's it's lazy they're being very lazy with him which that's not how you build a star no it is not and they've got a bona fide main eventer on their hands with him if they did this the right way his gimmick was so cool yeah yeah he seems like a character that um cares more should care more about I don't know, being evil and people are supposed to getting away. It seems like what it have been about the last couple of weeks. Care about being evil? You know, what's the WWE version of that going to be? He's going to go around backstage spoiling Endgame for people? I mean. Well, you know, like his his ring entrances would always have the smoke and the candles. There's so much they could do with these vignettes. But he's just there. Yeah. Uh, so before we close, Raj, the wild card rule, is this in response to the TV networks, USA and Fox? Yeah, reportedly, uh, USA Network and Fox both uh, were not, have not been pleased with the drop in ratings. It's dropping faster you know, than it has in previous years. So you, you know, SmackDown's ratings had been pretty stable until uh, the Fox deal was set. Basically, right after the Fox deal was signed, it started a big, uh, there was a big drop. So apparently they wanted like either the brand split to end Vince decided that they would do this wild card thing. Um, and, and I guess, uh, Dave Meltzer was saying that Fox wants storylines between Raw and SmackDown. So, um, but yeah, that's apparently the deal with that. I think we're seeing, you know, first it's step of the dying. It's be, it's, it's good. It needs to die. It really does. <laughs> No, it does. It really, really does. And it'll do the upper echelon guys a very big solid that they desperately need. We need to see the Seth Rollins of the world mixing it up with a fresh slew of opponents. Um, When you have fresh ideas and fresh slew of opponents, it brings out more creativity from you as the wrestler. And you perform better, you know? You put Rand- Randy Orton's a great example. You freshen things up for Randy Orton, go back and watch some of his matches with AJ. Like, that was fresh for him, and you could tell he was digging it. You know, a lot of guys are like that. But with this, yeah, with the wild card thing, though, you've just led to a bunch no, of just no, one no, on no, 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 no. Drop it all together. I was, I was thinking, why not just allow them to have trades every month? So at why least you, do you can... want a brand split. Tell me why you want a brand split. <laughs> 
always ends up happening is one show ends up becoming the B show. Uh, one show because uh, every so, time, so you're you're again, left to one. Basically, why worthless. do you why so why do you want a brand split, Raj? Uh, because it keeps. I mean, really, right now it 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 hasn't been helping. But if if they wanted to really do it, make the rosters equal and and create compelling storylines and there's more people opportunities, in theory, that's why I would want it. But yes, because to your point, more opportunities, more people, right? But they haven't been doing that as far as creating stars and and uh, yeah, they haven't been doing that. So right now, I mean, I I kind of agree with you with how they've been booking. It's probably better not to have a brand split at all, especially for Fox. If you're going to Fox, you've got to have all hands on deck. So it can't they can't just like front load SmackDown and drop everything off the shit end of the stick for for Raw. That that can't happen either. So they're in quite the conundrum with that. So to battle that, to combat that. Dropping it all together, I'm telling you, would pay dividends for both stations. Both stations, I think, would be happy with that. And you know what? They would probably have to make Raw the beach show. Now, hopefully, they don't turn SmackDown into three hours. But being the fact that they are on Fox, they would have to make that the issue. Mm. Well, here's again the thing. Why, why would there be an A and B team, B, uh, A show and B show, if you don't have a separate shows, if you don't have separate rosters? But that's what they had before when they didn't have separate rosters. All the big stuff happened on Raw. SmackDown was kind of like the rematches from Raw and nothing really storyline happening on SmackDown. When SmackDown first came out, right, mm -hmm. named after The Rock, the whole you know whole thing, um, I would argue SmackDown was right there with them oh, yeah, for the for first sure. so many months, right? Maybe a year. When they brought it back in, in 2006, when they split the, the the brands, they had like Dean Ambrose, uh, you know, on Raw, uh, and, I mean, on SmackDown, and John Cena. I mean, they had made an effort at first to kind of keep them, you know, even, and then it quickly changed, you know, for like after like three, four months, it, it all the focus went back to Raw. Same thing with the first brand split. I just think you dropped the brand split. You have both you have both cable companies very happy because they could pull on any superstar at any given moment on a night if they need it. We shall see. Anything else before we wrap this up, Raj? I do believe that's it. Raw rebounded a little bit in the ratings this week, for up 4%, but still the, the second lowest number in its history for a non-holiday episode. So, um, And yeah, they pulled YouTube clips live during Raw. Um, they would upload clips of the show to YouTube, so maybe they felt like that was hurting viewership a little bit. Uh, we'll see, but for, for this week, obviously, ratings are going to change overnight, but uh, ratings still not good, but a little better from last week, and it wasn't the all-time low against harder competition with that basketball game. There you have it. Matt Morgan, anything you want to plug before no. you take it home? Okay, visit sure. Longwood, Florida, everyone. It's a beautiful town. Matt Morgan's the mayor. Uh, Raj, you got interviews coming up on the site? Yeah, we got uh, TJP who discloses a lot about WWE business and uh, 205 Live's contracts and NXT talent's contracts and how they're treated when they move to the main roster and how a lot of them stay under NXT contract for a while and actually have their hotels and everything better. paid. It's better. It's a much better deal. Oh, you're, you're, you're okay. Oh, yeah. That's the main thing. I used to love that. When I first got called from OVW, my rental cars were paid for. I got to stay at the TV hotel, which is the expensive hotel, like 150, 200 bucks a night. Um, you get to stay at that, which is closer to the arena versus having to go to a Howard Johnson's or some crapper hotel you're trying to save money on. You know, I always liked my developmental deal with training mills, so to speak, better than the actual live events or house show contract that you sign once you really hit it and start moving and going. Yeah, how wild is that? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so all that will be on the, the podcast. John Morrison, uh, MVP. Uh, so, you know, a lot of stuff this week. So check out the Winkly. Also, after this, on the Wrestling Inc. YouTube channel, uh, Pancakes and Power Slams. And Chris Featherstone has an interview with uh, WWE Hall of Famer Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, one of the all-time greats. Nice. All right. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein, where I'll be live tweeting the eating of my vegan burrito for dinner. And uh, we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.